T Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, well, my only brother, because our other brother apparently is deciding to fuck with his internet for some reason. Uh, the man, the owner of Elvis's last peanut butter and banana sandwich, Mr. Mustard himself. Yeah, I had to uh, sneak in the diner and snag that while he was in the bathroom. Oh, no. Legend, yeah. legend has it, he never came out. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> it's we don't talk about that part. <laughs> we don't talk about that. So it has been a hell of a week. There's been so much that has come out. I have... I haven't even been able to keep up. Like, Coming to America came out. Uh, the new Disney movie with the dragon came out. Like, all sorts of crazy shit came out. Like, even the last episode of WandaVision played out. And uh -huh. just, like, I, I, I have been overrun. <laughs> and I've been a little bit uh, behind on all the media. But I'll tell you what, though. I watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, good movie. It is a good movie. What have you been up to this week? What have you been watching this week? We'll circle back to me. Uh, I haven't really been up to much. I've just been playing a lot of... I finished Super Mario 3D World. And I've been watching um, Jacksepticeye play through Spider-Man. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man on the PS4. That's what? pretty much it. <laughs> uh... I mean, yeah, no. I guess I've also been watching like weird celebrity videos, like interview videos. Like Jacksepticeye interviewed like the cast of Jumanji. He interviewed uh, some of like the Marvel cast too. He interviewed like Daft Punk. <clears throat> Wait, no, it's not Daft Punk. Sorry, what the fuck? He interviewed um, Brad Pitt and uh, Margot Robbie from that uh, Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Once upon a time in the once upon a time yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So he did that. So I was watching all those too. And uh, those are pretty fun, yeah. Uh, I always, I always think it's funny when YouTubers get a chance to uh, interview like movie people because it's always like <laughs> it's too, it's it's old media versus new media. You know what I mean? The only people, the only person to recognize him was uh, Jack Black. Well, of course, because he's trying to be a streamer, even though he never fucking streams. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I he, think that's he was funny. Just like, oh, another another YouTuber type thing. Nah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jack Jack Black's cool. He's proven himself to be cool. I don't think there's a mean bone in that guy's body. No, it doesn't. I, it doesn't seem like it. I think even like even with all the mean shit he says to people, I think it's all an act. I don't think anybody takes it seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, he used to say a lot of mean shit, but I think he's like really, really calmed down in his like later years as like a dad and stuff. Like, you can see it, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Then I, and, and aside from that, uh, I've been playing. <laughs> I've been I've been playing more Zelda. I can't put it down, man. This is what happens when I get my hands on the Zelda game. I have to one hundred percent it. I did it with Ocarina. I did it with uh, Mask. I did it with uh, Wind Waker. I did it with all of them. I had to find everything, do everything, do all the side quests. I found out there's a hundred and thirty shrines in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and on my own, I found over a hundred of them by myself. So you're gonna go for that? You're gonna go for all of them, really? Yeah. Wow. I found Jesus. I found ones I didn't even. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this one, and I didn't have the tools at the time to like unlock it. And I was like, oh yeah, I can mm -hmm. unlock it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some, there's some backtracking you have to do sometimes. 
Sometimes I, I don't. I don't, like, I don't like to think of it as backtracking because it's like the, the 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 main quest takes you so many places. You know what I mean? It's no way it's an isolated thing, like a linear thing. Well, so, yeah, you can kind of do whatever you want, whenever you want, but like not, but not really though. That's kind of the thing, you know? Yeah, weird, and uh, so <laughs> there was a couple I've gone back, and I'm like, yes, I forgot. I I can now unlock you, and it's like a minor test of strength. I walk in and just like smack the thing, and it's dead once. <laughs> um, yeah, play some Call Master of Sword's Duty. Like Master Sword's not that great, but it's it's helpful against like the Gaden creatures. Uh, if <laughs> If you do this trial, if you do the Master Sword trial, it boosts it, and it and it, you keep it at sixty damage all the time, and it never gets tired. The tr- what's the trial? Uh, one hundred and twenty-one stages. Of what? Yeah, just fighting monsters. Like you start off with nothing, and then you build up in difficulty, and you fight monsters along the way. And you got to do one hundred and twenty-one levels, and at the end of it, the Master Sword stays on permanently; it never goes off. And uh, it does 60 damage at all times. Where do you do that, though? I, I want to do that. <laughs> at the... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So. I don't want to get sidetracked by Zelda talk. I do want to get <clears throat> sidetracked by Zelda talk. Uh, but we're also getting ready, you and I, for a big trip. Yes. Yes, we are. Because North we were Dakota. Pl- <laughs> we're going to North Dakota. Uh, we were we were yeah, both what a fire goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Fargo. <laughs> Fargo, you say yeah? Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's racist. Uh, but it's not racist. It's Fargo. Uh, but anyways, we were both on our on our <laughs> good one <laughs> on the Raging Caucasian stream uh, on Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? Yeah, it was Friday. Saturday. 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 It was yesterday. Yeah, it was okay. I don't know. Time's that's... irrelevant to me. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> We were both on this 12-hour stream, and that was a lot of fun. So I don't, I don't know what the hell kind of media is going to come out of this trip, if any at all. Media? I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be like making content over there. I don't. We I might. Don't we might it. not be. We're gonna do. We're gonna do all the TikTok trends. How about that? No. <laughs> You guys can do the TikTok trend. I'm gonna queue up that hit or miss thing. <laughs> Hit or miss? What's what is that? Oh, hold on. I think I can find it. Hold on, hold on. Remember? Oh, I you you you'll get it. You'll get it. Remember that okay. TikTok I sent you like a really long time ago, and I was like, "Hey, what does this look like to you?" And you were like, "Oh, well, it looks like this," and I was like, "Oh, but it's really this," and you were like. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you really don't remember? You've sent me <laughs> 22 TikToks at once one time. All right, all right. <laughs> the next day, it was like 13 more. Because uh, usually I try to find shit you laugh at, like stupid horses doing stupid horse things. Oh, fuck. That I can laugh at. I love horses, man. <laughs> I think DJ is live with us, finally, baby. Fucking finally. Hey, brother. <sighs> hey, so what I miss besides everything? 
No, actually, we actually, just did the much. we just did the wrap up. I'm, I got some new meme sound effects for everybody. So, uh, uh, we're, we're the, huh? the Wii Sports. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that later. But uh, <laughs> we yeah, we just we just finished our wrap up and we were about to start the show. But now that you're here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my other brother, the 37th host of the Porn Actors Guild Awards, Mr. DJ. Yeah, I was going for 35, you know, and that's a proper more number, but yeah, I'll take 37. <laughs> you, well, you, you mean, well, 35 was between you and Bill Clinton, and they had to go with Bill. They had to go with Clinton, dude. Yeah. Nah, that guy's overrated. <laughs> So, Have you ever met Bill Clinton? His work is average. <laughs> his work is average at best. Oh god, yeah, but it's consistent. <laughs> uh, anyways, what have you been into this week, brother? Besides uh, fucking with your internet over here. Oh, <clears throat> well, let's see here. Tried watching that uh, that new uh, Animeville Horror, the, the the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they, they they had all the right points, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it was just maybe the, perhaps the wow factor of the original. You know, it's like you know, you, you already seen it once, you know. Well, yeah, it's hard to retell the same story with the same beats and have you go, oh, wow, you know what I mean, anew. Yeah, exactly. Like that Omen remake. It's like, this is the exact same story, except, except you just added in some jump scares. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Omen story got a little bit closer to the, the, the re-story, or the remake? I don't know. The retelling? <laughs> reboot? Whatever. It got closer to the book with some of the material. Like, I can at least say that much. Yeah, I suppose, but still, though. Well, I mean, like, also, Ryan, like, Ryan Reynolds did really good in that movie. Oh, yeah, he was, the, honestly, he was the best part of the film. You know, especially his, uh, you know, his descent to insanity. Like, I mean, I just love the way he, like, he grabs the kid's face, like, this is fun, right? This is what you wanted. <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's good. like, he does it so well that, you know, like, for a minute or two, you're like, oh, fuck, that's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. That you know, that's like for him being such a vanilla ass guy. It's kind of disappointing. What do you mean? Yeah, he's just a boring guy. Like I watched so many (laughs) interviews with him, and he's just not interesting. He he doesn't want to be like like he's he wants to be left alone. It's like, have you ever seen an interview with Johnny Depp? There's not much going on there, (laughs) and the reason is is that they don't want you to fucking see them out in public and run up to them screaming they're like no they oh, give, like, like, really safe answers and i'm like eh. yeah because they don't want to be fucked with dude like they're they got careers to protect i don't yeah. like it yeah remember Sorry. the pop of course remember the paparazzi only comes at you if you're interesting in public yeah pretty much if you're interesting off camera yeah which is why johnny depp looks like a homeless guy 90 percent of the time and he lives in france is because there's no, no paparazzi bothers him because it's like, oh, what are we going to get a picture of Johnny doing today? Oh, look, he's smoking eating a baguette. cigarette. Yeah, he's eating a oh, baguette look, and smoking a he's cigarette. He's going to Walmart. Ooh, we're going to sell this fucking picture for millions. No, these people, they, they, they figured it out, dude. They figured it out. So I don't blame them at all. Okay. Like, like, like DJ and I, 
are, are a little bit older and we kind of we kind of lived through the whole paparazzi thing of people and, and movie stars and rock stars trying Bro, to be so rock did I, stars. Though. I was like fucking late 90s early 2000s i lived through that shit too well <laughs> i know but you were a lot younger than us and we kind of we kind of had a better grasp of what was happening that's all i'm saying i'm not saying you didn't do it i'm just saying that because of our age we had a better grasp and we had a more focused look on what happened right dj yeah i mean yeah i mean like still ass though yeah yeah it is i mean you know mel gibson made that movie he's like paparazzi you know strictly because he hates you know it's like the paparazzi always harassing him on that yeah so yeah, it, yeah but yeah no i mean i understand like you know it's boring but honestly that's what you gotta be sometimes yeah or, i don't mind that i don't mind that at all I mean, it's better. It's better than like you know, fucking. Uh, what was it? What was his name? What was the guy? What was the boss from the Drew Carey show? Remember him? He had his own late night show. Yeah, I forgot his name, but I know what you're talking about. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. So that oh, guy, yeah, 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 that yeah. guy was a that guy was the shit in interviews. But like, holy fuck, did he incriminate himself so many times? Like, oh, yeah. like so many times he'd be like, oh, yeah, we went out having a good time. The boys busted out the cocaine and we all got a little bit of a sniff and got high. And then fucking he's walking off stage and the cops are like, right, we need to talk to you, Mr. Ferguson. Would you mind stepping this way? Fuck. I can't do shit. You guys can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, that guy incriminated himself. Cocaine last night. You guys can't fucking do shit. <laughs> it's already out of my system. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you know, hey, I don't possess it now, so you can't do shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind celebrities doing safe interviews and you know giving safe answers anymore. I don't mind it. I don't mind it, and not because of cancel culture or anything else. Like, oh, well, I can't speak. I think, my that's, I think that's more what it is than anything is the cancel culture. I don't think so because honestly. I, 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 like, 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 it's half cancel culture and half the idea that I don't think people want to know just how dumb they really are. I think a lot of people are getting annoyed with cancel culture. Like, a lot of people are getting annoyed with Oh, it. yeah, yeah, no doubt. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But what, what else have you been up to, DJ? Uh, let's see. Uh, I was playing uh, Ori in the uh, Blind Forest again. That's a good one. Nice. Really, really good. Seriously, can't get enough of the soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. Been and, and li been listening to a lot of the weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I listen to the album, but I really am sticking with the um, "Save Your Tears." I don't know why, but I've just been playing that over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah it, ma song. it made my list. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Really a good song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I guess with all that said, let's fucking start the show. We do right, have a... Huh? Can, I, can, I, can we talk about something real quick in the video game section? Uh, yeah. Do you have an article, or do you just want to just throw something out there? Well, no, no. I mean, I guess I guess we could... I mean, basically, it's about the um, Nintendo Switch Pro. Okay. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys the article. People have been throwing this around so much, dude, and it's been pissing me off because, like, there you go, there's an article. But why Why do people keep insisting on a pro switch? 
Why? Uh, they like, want they want the idea of a 4K thing. Like they want they want Nintendo to be on the forefront. But honestly, they've never have been though. They never. <laughs> no, they never no, no, had no. like dude, the fucking Wii U shit, no, output it in. Huh? I was gonna argue, but no shit, they haven't. No, the Wii U was in 720, dude. When fucking 4K TVs were already a thing. The Wii U is still outputted in 720. Can you believe that? Fuck me. Uh, yeah, I have a Wii U. <laughs> yeah, it does. DJ, it, historically speaking, has Nintendo ever been ahead of the curve? Like, no. hardware-wise? One, one time. One time. And that was during the NES days. No, because even then, it was... No, no. The Sega Master System was the only thing that could compete with it, and it was slightly ahead. And the Super Nintendo was ahead of the Genesis. Yeah, it was. I believe, I believe, like, yeah, the Super Nintendo and maybe the 64 were probably ahead of their time. I can say... Because Nintendo was the first ones to do 3D games. No, no, they weren't. That was Atari. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was Atari. Um, I mean, I can say with some certainty that it was that the, the GameCube was indeed a generation on its own. It was. It was. It was the the least of the three. But yeah, it was. You know, I guess. But but what makes the Switch different than any of these? Nothing, right? Like what? the majority <laughs> of the majority of Nintendo's consoles have never been on par with like today's technology. Yeah, well, they don't give a fuck. I was just I was just trying to think because I, I know D- DJ is kind of like a Nintendo historian. That's why I'm asking him, not you. Not, not, not that you're not a Nintendo historian, but you know, like DJ's been there since the inception of Nintendo. Um, yeah, yeah, but you're right though. You're right though. They've never been ahead of the curve. They've never been cutting edge. Nope, uh, never. And even even for the first NES, it's arguable. Yeah, the Super Nintendo, maybe. Like, the 64, maybe. but Maybe. That's a tough maybe. one. That's maybe, yeah. Because it, like, uh, even then, it did survive the cart to CD transfer. Like, it survived into into that era with the Xbox, it? with the with the Dreamcast. With the fucking Dreamcast. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was, no. It was Dreamcast, PlayStation, and Sega Saturn. And people were still playing 64s at that time, though. Yeah, I mean, it was surviving, if nothing else. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give them this; they have longevity. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! That's what I'm saying. People are, are oh, Switch Pro, Switch Pro. It's not gonna happen. Like, it's not. They 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 know how great the Switch is. They're not gonna change anything. <laughs> You no, know? They're not. No, they're not. So let's see here. Well, the recent release of the PS5, Xbox Series X, it's not unreasonable to think the Switch might be due for an upgrade, even though it's still selling well. If we trust the ongoing speculation, when Nintendo's next console could feature some significant hardware upgrades, with Nintendo of America, President Doug Bowser, <laughs> stating that the Nintendo Switch is only at the midpoint of its life cycle, yeah, mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It makes mm-hmm. sense that now is the best time for Nintendo to roll out a premium version of its flagship <laughs> console. No, it doesn't. Dude. No, it doesn't. As it doesn't make sense it, at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense at fucking all. Uh, the only people who... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. The only people who seems to want the, the 4K Switch are the ones who literally are obsessed with the graphics. Like, graphics is literally everything. 
There's a and no, and Nintendo has never been like that. It's like they haven't even paid it. They haven't even paid attention for the last thirty years. I know, right? Yeah, Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about your resolution, guy. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the number one priority is gameplay and fun. Yeah, isn't that, it. are you having fun? Yeah. yeah. Everything else is secondary, and it's like they don't even, oh my god, it's, you, you know it's how, so annoying. You, you know how dedicated to fun they are? Like, And, and I kind of have the ability to pull this up. Now, even their fucking little themes are fun. So which one, Mustard? Uh, shop or sports or the regular do the, do the, do the sports do the sports like listen to this yeah that's fire all right well gentlemen i'm about to play some Wii sports see ya right no <laughs> no, but that's just no it that makes you want to box something yeah it makes you go it makes you go even their music is fun yeah, their like, music is super great. Like, Gears of War has this, like, epic thing, and, it, like, Gears of War kind of had its own thing until it got taken over by, you know, uh, that one song. But, holy Mad. Sh- Yeah, Mad yeah. World. But, like, Nintendo's just about fun. Even their fucking music makes you want to get up and play some. I started reaching for my Switch right there. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, dude. Everybody, look, look at this. Go ahead, Mustard. No, no, just a few months ago, the Nintendo Switch Pro was nothing more than a rumor. Today, we are seeing more and more industry experts backing the possibility of the updated Switch finally coming to life this year. Recently, multiple analysts were interviewed by GameIndustry.biz, <laughs> where they shared their visions for 2021. Most of the talk was concerning the, new, the Nintendo Switch Pro. Dr. Serkin Toto of Canton Games, previously Forcewatch, foresaw the famous Switch Lite, and this year he provided us with the prediction that this is just as exciting. I predict the beefed-up 4K device is coming during Nintendo's next financial year. You know, you know, if you ever go on... Last year... Go ahead. Okay. Okay, then. Anyway, <laughs> if you ever go on YouTube and check out some of these uh, Nintendo uh, YouTubers, you know, you realize, like, every other video is, oh, uh, Switch 4K is coming. New Switch 4K, we have a little bit more information about it. It's like half their freaking roster is basically, like, we're talking about the Switch 4K. And honestly, I hope Nintendo <laughs> comes on and just trolls them saying, it's never going to happen. Or if they do, it's like, oh, it, oh, it, it might happen. You know, you never know. Just string them along. Because it gets annoying, like, after a while. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, they're, they're speculating that it's going to cost $400. It won't. Because there's no way Nintendo's going to do that to their consumers. Uh, they want to see 4K resolution, resolution in docked mode. Uh, as well as better battery life. Currently, the Switch fi- features a custom NVIDIA... Te- Why am I choking on my words? Custom NVIDIA Tegra X1 processor, 720 LCD display, and 32 gigabyte- gigabytes of storage. The most recent refresh of the Switch, which was in 2019, bumped up the battery life from 6.5 to 9 hours. That was, okay. That, that's gay. That's, that's great. <laughs> So this is all based on a leak uncovered uh, with the project titled Aula, 
which indicates the chipset will offer higher performances being pushed to. So, in other words, this is all leaks. Yeah, and, yeah it's uh, all speculation. Literally, it's just all speculation. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude, but no, no, Nintendo is not that stupid. Yeah. See, the thing is, everyone's really harping on this bandwagon right now is because for right now, you can like hardly find any, uh, you can, you can hardly buy any Nintendo Switch docks. No, there's plenty yeah. in stock. From, uh, official, yeah, there's, there's from, from official retailers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. The, the shortage is over. Yeah, well, that should kill it then. Because the, the rumor was is that, oh, they're going to... Oh, they they they're holding back all the uh, the uh, the docks so uh, they can release the 4K docks later uh, later down the line. And even then, there wouldn't be a change in the dock; it'd be a change in the hardware of the of the Switch itself. Oh no, no, that, no! But that's the thing. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, it's just going to be through the dock. It's going to be through the dock that it can, that we get all the 4K bits. People no. are idiots. So yeah, that was the rumor. No, I believe you. Like, we believe you. We're, no, we're, no, no, no. I, I, I know that. I mean, I'll just, I'll just you know, stay stating it for, uh, for the record. Yeah. So, moving on from that, though, because, yeah, these guys are idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Paul Schroyer sent this to me. Thank you, Paul. He's working on a brand new podcast. Uh, I don't know the title of it yet. Uh, he was. I wanted him to be on. He's going to come on and talk about it soon, if not re- really, really soon. Uh, so... But he sent me this, and I was just screaming, and I couldn't wait to talk about this. Aliens Fire Team. It's a co-op PvE shooter coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox this summer. And it is... Oh, look at this. Just look at this. You don't fight alone. Oh god! Oh god! That keeps me out. Oh god! At least they're dying. Yeah, spray with acid blood that'll melt your face. Are you just dead first? Did I win? Did I win the gulag? Yeah. Oh god, Praetorian. Oh, oh, Jesus. He's not okay. Hi, baby. <laughs> hopefully it's, uh, hopefully Dead it's cross-platform. It is cross-platform. That'd be sick. Oh, dead man, Likey. So, it's a Left 4 Dead-like three-player co-op PvE shooter, which means DJ's not going to buy it until 15 years later. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been announced for release this summer on PC, PS5, Xbox, PS4, and Xbox One. One? Oh. Uh, (laughs) Developer Cold Iron Studios revealed that the project, which was teased back in 2018, I remember that, will take place over a multi-mission story campaign uh, similar to the structure of Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood, uh, Cold Iron co-founder Craig uh, Zinkovich. That looks right. 
<laughs> one of the one of the goals of the aliens fire team is to fill fill full. F- I can't talk today. What the fuck? Hell yeah, brother! <sighs> I gotta, gotta hit it with the uh, where is it? Where is it? Bruh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> fulfill the Cameron-esque fantasy we saw on screen in the 1986 classic Aliens. Fireteam is set in 2202, 23 years after the original Alien movie trilogy. At this point in the timeline, the Xenos have, are, are outbreaking are rare, but they're widely known about. The Colonial Protection Act of 2187 commissioned warships to patrol the universe and protect colonists from xenomorph outbreaks. You play a new soldier aboard the USS... Oh no, dude, they're doing the Endeavor. <laughs> oh no. Oh shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I'm gonna... Well, 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 fuck you all. I ain't going on this shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And you end up orbiting a planet, Katanga, after a distress call. You're going to be on the USS Endeavor. All right, which one of you wants to explain why that's fucked? They do know everyone freaking died on that damn planet, Everybody don't they? Died. Everybody. Everybody dies on the Endeavor. I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, like, hey, play this game. You're on the Endeavor. Experience the, have the experience. Oh, cool. What's going to happen? I'm going to I'm gonna live through this? <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Sure. He was serious. <laughs> yeah. Everybody lives through it. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we all, like, in, in yeah. our hearts and our memories. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Sign this contract. <laughs> Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a waiver to sign for you. Yeah, I got to need to do it right here on the X. Don't worry about it. You get a bonus. You get three free tacos in the commissioning. Anyways, <laughs> you know, I feel like I should get more than that. <laughs> give him an extra taco. Hey, give him an extra taco. Where he's going, he's gonna need it. <clears throat> Wait, what? Huh? What? You're gonna waste a taco on a dead guy? What? Oh, don't, 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 don't. What? Don't, don't. Don't. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Look, just say it after, after, after he signed it. All right, after he signs it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> there are over twenty total enemy types, including eleven unique types of Xenos, ranging from face huggers to Praetorians, which is what we saw that big motherfucker coming down the hallway, and I'll synthetics. Uh, ones from. Uh... Covenant though, those are those are cool, bro. Uh, Covenant. Oh, the the yeah, okay, the last of the oh the neomorphs. Those things. Yeah, are those, those, those are cool. Those things are crazy. Uh, synthetics will also be on your list of foes. Each campaign has a new enemy to fight. One of them being a xenomorph hive. Fuck this. Oh shit. Oh god, dude, I can't wait. Like like. Rico. <laughs> Yeah, trying to be a hero. <laughs> That's what we nope. need. We need a fucking. We need a starship trooper soundboard. Uh, anyways, play, players meanwhile can choose one of five unique classes: gunner, demolitioner, technician, doc, and recon. All right, DJ's on recon. Uh, you'll be able to. <laughs> Wait, test. no, 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 no! I don't remember I will, asking you, soldier. Get I will out there. not be in a. I will not Close be in a recon. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> 
<laughs> close the door after him. We're not we're not letting him back in. <laughs> hey, wow, look at that over there. Push him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dude, check out those chocolate tree. What? <laughs> close the door. <laughs> Get back to us, DJ. We love you. <laughs> Fuck you all. I hope my son eats you. Oh god. So you'll be able to customize your marine and with unlockable cosmetics, challenge cards, and optional mutators and alter gameplay in order to encourage replayability. One card may require headshots in order to do any damage. Meanwhile, higher difficulty levels introduce things like friendly fire. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Shooter stuff. Yeah, great. I'm going to finish reading this because fuck you, Xenomorphs. I'm excited, dude. Deadlier acid spray from Xenos and scarcer resources. So it's going full Resident Evil on you. <laughs> Or, uh, what's it, um, uh, Evil Within? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that game was even worse than Resident Evil. <laughs> it was really worse, yeah. So, wow. The, this Thursday at 9pm Pacific for the world-exclusive gameplay reveal of Fireteam. Uh, they pulled a fucking, they pulled a fucking, uh, Rolling Stone on us. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, good. I mean, god damn it. Just close the door after him. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, yeah, not doing that. Uh, did they actually give like a official date on when it's going to be released? No. Not uh, this summer. That's all it is. Fuck. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so what's what's, what's yeah? I'm not doing this. I want you to get their cookies, bro. Not doing it. Mustard's pre-diabetic. If we do that, he dies. True that. <laughs> True that. Can't risk it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> stars. <laughs> Anyways. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> EA bans a FIFA player for life after racist abuse of an ex-football player, uh, soccer player here in the States, Ian Wright. Wow. Huh? The team sent messages to Wright after losing an ultimate team game. What? Oh, no. So, EA has been a FIFA player for life after he sent racist messages to a former soccer player. Patrick O'Brien lost an ultimate team game with a virtual version of Ian Wright, which led to the teenager <laughs> sending 20 abusive messages to Wright over Instagram last May. What? Jesus. O'Brien was charged over the incident because in the UK, they don't fuck around with that shit. Uh, while he pled guilty, a judge spared the Irish 18-year-old from a criminal conviction last month. The judge acknowledged O'Brien showed legitimate remorse. He apologized to Wright and made a donation to the Irish Network Against Racism. Although Wright forgave O'Brien, he expressed disappointment in the outcome. Fuck. Mustard? Seeing this judgment, I can only wonder what deter what de what deterrent there is. Deterrent. There yeah, what deterrent there is for anyone else who spouts this kind of vile racist abuse. Uh, he also wrote on Twitter: "An individual wished death upon me because of my skin color. No judge's claims of naivety or immaturity will ever be acceptable to us." Wow.
So it says here, I've seen today's judgment and I'm disappointed. This case was never about revenge. It was always about consequences for acts of racism. My forgiveness of this young man was for my own deeply personal need and desire to move forward without further anguish. I'm a 57-year-old man that ex uh, has experienced racism, racism throughout my life. I wasn't expecting my forgiveness to be an invitation to lighten the sentence. Seeing this judgment, I can only wonder what uh, deterrent there is for anybody who spouts this kind of thing. An individual wished death upon me, and so on and so forth. Um, the supposed immaturity and naivety of our attackers is never any comfort. So yeah, I'm disappointed, I'm tired, we're all tired. Uh, signed, Ian Wright. Uh, although O'Brien won't spend time in prison over his messages, he's dealing with the consequences of his actions elsewhere after his permanent ban from FIFA games. Uh, uh, we hugely value Wright's partnership and support. We also want him to know that he has our support. Uh, the vice president from EA says, this behavior by the player was unacceptable on every level, level and we will not tolerate it. Jesus Christ. So now they're going to start cracking down on more racism. Uh, DJ, what are you standing on all this, dude? Because this is fucked. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, the whole thing is like, I mean, to put things into perspective, imagine, like, you're playing fantasy football and you have uh, Tom Brady on your team, but, but Tom Brady loses the game in your fantasy football. And so all of a sudden you start attacking Tom Brady, you know, through social media or whatever because of a fantasy football game. Yeah, that's so stupid, dude. That's so dumb. You know, it's so weird. It's like, I'm not even quite sure what the truly... Th I'm just still trying to wrap my head around it. It's like, really? Because of a virtual... Yeah. A virtual representation of a player. Not even the player itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I mean, like, like if he had lost money, like... Betting on him when he was an active player, you know, I could maybe see like a drunken tirade from some old racist white guy in a bar, but an 18 year old playing a FIFA game, sending death threats and hate messages, <sighs> like where we're from, we're from Texas, a death threat is jail time. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just, um, I'm just like, I know cause in the UK they don't fuck around with that, especially where, where DJ's from, like Germany. Uh, yeah, no, nah, like Europe, no, nah, you don't fuck with football. Like, no, nah, like football, like soccer for here in the States, but yeah, football, no, nah, no, nah, you never fuck with football ever. No, and, and hate speech and death threats over there. You you go to you go to big boy jail. You go to prison. You don't go to jail. You don't you do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. I mean DJ, please, like fill us in on all that because like I I know it was a very specific thing for you to grow up in Germany with this kind of thing. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, in in a, in a lot of aspects, like the thing is that uh, you know, Germ uh, Europe, you know, a lot of you know diff different cultures and a lot of. You know diversity and all that shit, and all that shit. But uh, Europe tries to be act actively progressive, like they, they they really really do. And I can't speak for other countries, but a lot of places in Europe 
they you know they feel that every you know that citizens you know need to be protected you know there are citizens they have you know the same rights and they really try and for they literally try and for uh, enforce it uh and yeah like in uh Especially, in, especially over something as petty as this, they don't fucking tolerate that shit. It's like no, like no, you're going to fucking jail for your bullshit. See ya. And uh, yeah, no, like <laughs> sometimes I wish you know we had that policy over here in the states, but eh, what can you do? I mean, some states do, but other, but a lot of states don't. Well, I mean, like like I said, from in, in Texas. Uh... Uh, in Texas, a death threat is an instant jail time. Like, there, there's no fucking around with that. And uh, I've experienced that shit in bars. You know what I mean? Like, somebody gets a little bit too fucking drunk, uh, you know, gets cut off, and the bartender's like, dude, you gotta go. And the fucking, I'll fucking kill you, bro. And bartender's like, cool. Tell that to the cops. Cops show up, beat his ass, and then take him to jail. And he gets tried for fucking, uh, uh, I, I remember what the specific charge is, but yeah. Like it's it's totally fucked. It's totally fucked. And what do you do? You guys agree with the decision on this? Do you think he, that kid, that kid should have done time or what? Yeah, I think they should have put him in in, uh, in prison. Yeah, for a little bit at least. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know, perhaps at least for a few months. Because I'm sorry, he's 18 years old. He's old enough to know to take responsibility for his actions. Yeah, that doesn't and, like thick. You know, seriously, like. And one, like maybe one message, maybe squeeze through, but twenty? No, 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 no. This, no, no. You know, he 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 should have done some. He should have done some uh, prison time. You know, perhaps you know, like in a few months, maybe a year. Because I know how strict, like Europe is with this kind of stuff. I could easily see that guy doing a year. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whatever. I hope you learned your fucking lesson, kid, because I guarantee you, right now your name is in the headlines. And this is on Engadget. This isn't on just some little bullshit backwater website. People are going to know who the fuck you are. And you're mm-hmm. about to make a lot of friends. So, uh, good fucking luck to you, bro. Fucking amazing. Nice. <laughs> that thought that was a good cap. Um, oh, wow. Huh. Oh, shit. Uh, um, uh, what? <laughs> am, I am I reading? Am I having a fever dream right now? What? <laughs> yeah. I'm putting this all together. Sorry, folks. Um... Mustard? No, 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 no. You, you go ahead. <laughs> is, is there something we can play for this? I mean, I don't... This, this seems like a zombies thing, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know law and order. Oh, fucking... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Activision slash Blizzard hires a Bush-era torture apologist... As their chief compliance officer, mm, that is a that is a string of words. <laughs> you never thought you'd have to say in your life. That is a sentence that I never thought I'd say in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Um. Okay. Um. I'm coming back. Just that was. Read it. <laughs> just you could do it. Holy read it. balls, dude! I feel like I feel like if I read this, dude, fucking. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh fuck me! So he's he's not the president anymore. You can you can relax. I'm not afraid of him. I'm afraid of the guy. So Francis, you're afraid of Francis F. Townsend, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, so Activision Blizzard announced yesterday that Francis F. Townsend, a former George Bush era counterterrorism appointee and torture apologist, would become its new head of compliance in charge of making sure the company doesn't run afoul of the varying laws and regulations throughout all of the countries that COD does business in. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I feel sorry for like. Hey, did you hear the new manager is? No. What? It's this uh, Bush era, like, sips coffee, like torture apologists or some shit. Like, Uh, I'm so. uh, I heard you guys talking about a a torture. A a what? Yeah. Yeah, the new manager came in today. What does he do? He used to be a torture apologist for George Bush. Yeah, you know. What do you, what do you, what do you the kind of guy who got shit done. It, it, he's, he's, he's the new manager for compliance. Yeah. All right, so I got to make some phone calls and make a quick trip to Thailand. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Oh, my God. Okay, so according to an interview with the Wall Street Journal, two of Townsend's big focuses will be on player, player data privacy and monitoring the evolving regulations around things like loot boxes. Uh, Mustard, go ahead. It's important that we are involved in the conversation as regulations are being considered, she said. Often legislators are legislating... Yeah, that's what they do. On things they are not entirely familiar with. <laughs> and when they do that, it can have consequences that they didn't intend. Oh, I bet it does. Fuck. <laughs> Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. What was that? What was that series we watched? Metal Call of Me- What is it? Metal Gear? Metal Gear Awesome? No, it modern was a, gear. Modern Gear. That one. That one. <laughs> it was Bobby Kodikovich. <laughs> hmm. uh, anyways, Bobby Kodik, who made almost $100 million in bonuses over the past four years, called Townsend a highly regarded public servant in a press release yesterday. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm sure. While the newly appointed compliance officer called Kodik. A transformational leader. Huh. Oh my God, Townsend is a is a is a female. Yeah. Oh, I oh, I was about to go like full fucking, you know, like V for Vendetta with this shit. It's a female. Oh. <laughs> Good for her. I mean, this is awesome, but it just kills my Culture whole bit. Apologist. It killed my whole bit. That sucked. 
torture apologist. Dude, I was I was gonna go like the whole you know like McCready and his black bags. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was gonna go with a bit with that, but that, that, it's a, it's a, it's a female and she doesn't sound like McCready. So uh, French she, in the whole thing. Well, she might sound like McCready. I don't know. I've never heard her talk. She probably uh, is McCready, dude. <laughs> Where's your bag now, funny man? It's right here. Ow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. <laughs> oh, God. Tessin began her career in politics as a prosecutor, a prosecutor promoted to the Southern District of New York. Oh, no. Jeez, oh, it just God. keeps. This is like an onion, bro. Just it, there's layers here. She Shady was promoted by Giuliani in the late '80s before moving to the justice Justice Department, where she worked for Clinton. Then oh, Bush took over, God. and she was just tapped to be the top White House advisor on counterterrorism and homeland security. This what the fuck? And she's working for a video game company now. Hey, hey. You fuckers want to come to the tip for Thailand now, don't you, bitch? Holy get in, Get in the fuck. plane. Get in the plane. We're going to Thailand. I'm just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this position made her one of the faces of the Bush administration's heinous and disastrous war on terror. I wouldn't call it disastrous. I would call it heinous. I was a... Uh, Complete failure, yes, but disastrous. I don't know. <laughs> huh? It was pretty disastrous. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. In the end, yeah, I get, like in the end, yes, it was disastrous. Uh, she was one of the big boosters behind uh, raising the national terror threat level during Bush's close 2004 re-election campaign based on three-year-old evidence, a decision then-Homeland Security Chief Tom Ridge later said he was politically pressured into making right before he disappeared off the planet of the Earth. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. Right before he was found in his bathtub in that unfortunate accident. Uh, the fucking yeah. the voice of London. That was him. <laughs> yeah, he decided yeah. to go. He, you know, he decided to go swimming in the Atlantic. <laughs> way, way, way out the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> the then head of Abu Ghraib prison, where I said that a little bit too naturally. The then head of Abu Ghraib prison, where people were tortured, said he felt similarly. Eyebrows there, bud. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Thailand. They're going to Thailand. Anyway, <laughs> so he says he was uh, similarly felt pressure to increase the amount of intelligence coming out of interrogations following a visit by Townsend. Oh God! This woman is so scary. The, the head of, of Abu Ghraib prison was like, "Boys, boys, we got to torture him harder." Bro, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'd be so scared of her. Did she be like, "Can you?" Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's up? Would you? you make, can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you need? Anything? You need good? Not some water? Yeah, because you. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it is you need, yes. Just boys, boys, get the get the players. We gotta do some more stuff here because. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She's gonna like she she's gonna like track down people that are hacking in Warzone and fucking torture them. Dude, just hit them with a hammer in the kneecap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Are you new master for 2069? Yeah. Get him, boys. <laughs> we get him, boys. <laughs> just two guys just grab him, throw him in the fucking back. A, a, a literal fucking. FBI, open up! <laughs> yeah, literally. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your hack supplier? Oh, God! Oh, God! Where is that hack from? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, we'll just we'll just go a little bit further because honestly, this is fucking scary and kind of hilarious at the same time. At the same time, Army Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Jordan, the top military intelligence officer at Abu Ghraib, I'm really going to start pronouncing that as horribly as I can, <laughs> described instances where I feel that there was additional pressure to get information from detainees. Yikes. Including a visit to the prison last fall by an aide oh. to Condoleezza Rice that was purely on de detainee operations and reporting. Oh my god. He said he was reminded of the need to improve intelligence output of the prison many, many, many times. Townsend okay. confirmed that she had visited but denied the accusation. Oh my god! Yeah, could you imagine being an employee there? It's like, look, I don't care if he's innocent or not. Torture him enough and he'll confess! Oh god. Army, Army Lieutenant Colonel Jordan was like... I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to deal with her, boys. This bitch is crazy. Fucking, she literally got off the... She got off the fucking plane and all you heard, all you heard in the base was literally... The fuck? What is that? Is that was that the Nazi zombies round start? Did you hear what the fuck? You heard that too, <laughs> dude. No, that was I, no, I didn't hear anything. I'm the janitor. I don't know shit. <laughs> you're you're wearing a uniform. Stop running. <laughs> We're back on Kino, boys. Let's get it. Oh my god, that's her. Oh god, she looks like a can I talk to your manager type ass. She looks like I made your fucking manager disappear or do what I want type ass. True that. Oh my All right. god. She, she looks like fight. every villain in the Bourne series. I'm scared. What the fuck? Oh, time to go away, Walt. Jesus. She defended the Bush administration's use of torture, including waterboarding, sleep deprivation, and forced nudity. So, um, a weekend for mustard. Oh, yeah, true that. <laughs> uh, I didn't... Oh, man. And she... It was, all, I'll tell you, it was all necessary. You know, we had to get information, you know, because after all, you know, because, you know, those Middle Easterns, you know, they would, they would attack our huge military might with their sticks and rocks. What I heard one of them scream. I heard one of them scream Aloha snack bar, and bad things started happening. Uh, yeah, you know, and also shit got blown up. I don't know what, but it got blown up. Mustard, just read this. Set the charges. Just read this. Now set the charges. Well, Towns have the may, may not have been part of the legal discussion around CIA torture at the time. She will be at the center of legal discussions around how Activision Blizzard. Operates its global company, including the policies around workplace protections and diverse hiring. 
Oh man, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Now, gentlemen, I believe we need to uh, discuss the next Call of Duty. Get in the fucking plane! We're going to Thailand! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm telling you. Dude, see, I, see, I believe we need we need to do the more realistic approach. I'd like to request the transfer. <laughs> where, where are you trying to transfer to? Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. We'll transfer you. We'll transfer to your seat and shut up. Send me, to, send me to fucking Moscow, man. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'll, I'll learn Russian. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. She went to Abu Ghraib, dude. Like she's gonna find you. <laughs> I. <laughs> And dust off the old resume, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine trying to walk into like your new place of work. You're like, fuck, I'm so glad I left before she took over. That was insane. And you're walking in and your badge don't work. What the fuck? Are we no. gonna have to ask you to come with us, sir? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine, like, you know, leaving that place? It's like, you know what? I think I'm going to choose a more uh, healthy career, a, a more uh, a more light career and, uh, now that I'm retired from the military. Like video games. I want to I work on video games now. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what was your role in the military? It was part of the hiring process I'm required to ask. What was that? Well, uh, it was uh, filing papers. That's not what your, that's not what your application says. Oh, it it it, it was uh, dealing with uh, external personnel. You know what? Fuck it. We'll go with that one. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Oh no, dude! Oh my god! That why is that so frightening to me? Is that frightening to you guys? Yes, yes, it kind of is. <laughs> you know how in Call of Duty there's some torture scenes. Somehow I think they're gonna be a, a lot more realistic this time around. <laughs> No, they don't scream like that. No, there you go. That's not one. yet. Can oh, we make, make the blood in the video game more uh, more realistic? Oh no, Danny Nash moving on. Oh, I'm pretty sure she'll. Be, she, I'm pretty sure it's going to be 100 percent authentic. <laughs> I have some notes. Shut up. <laughs> Globes happened, and uh, let's take a look at all the winners here. Um... Oh, uh, okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There okay. you go. So here we go. Winners: best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, all right, mustard. Go ahead. For the one of my what? Read down. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, winner. All right, best performance by an actor in supporting role in a series, limited series or motion picture made for television. That was John Boyega, Small Axe. Well, good. He's getting some. He's getting some recognition. Uh, best Thanks. performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. Catherine O'Hara, Shit's Creek. Uh, best motion picture award, animated. Wow, Soul. Ooh. I, I agree with that, because that was a good fucking movie. I have yet to watch it. It's a good movie, dude. I'm curious. Uh, it beat out Onward, Wolf Walkers, Over the Moon, and The Crude's A, a New Age. Oh, man. They, Onward, be, they beat yeah, out... Onward surprising to me, because Onward was a really, really, really good movie, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for TV. Uh, Mark Ruffalo for the fucking Hulk. I know this much is true. Good best shit. screenplay, motion picture. Wow. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Seven, uh, Chicago Seven. Best performance by an actress in a television series, drama. Emma Corrin, The Crown winner. Wow. Nice. All right. Best original song, motion picture, low C scene from the life of head. Uh, Diane Warren, Laura Pausini, and Niccolo Agliardi. Huh. Oh, what the fuck? Is it Trent Reznor? What? <laughs> what the fuck? They did Soul? Go ahead. What? Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and John Batiste. Soul. Best original score, motion picture. What? That's awesome. Wow. Uh, and he also worked on another one. Look, he got nominated twice. Oh, for Mink. What the f- Oh, but that's a jazz movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, Soul has a lot of jazz in it, too. Trent Reznor? What? Yeah, dude. That's fucking crazy. I thought that was a bit on another podcast. I thought that was a bit. I didn't know that was real. What? <clears throat> that he scores movies now? Yeah. Dude, a lot of artists score movies like on their spare time. I'm not going to lie. Huh. Wow. Look at Death Punk. Yeah. So, best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. And that's Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso, uh, written by uh, Bill, what's his name, from Scrubs. Bill Lawrence. That's him. That's his show. Sick. All right. Best television series, uh, Shit's Creek. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, Roseman Pike. I care a lot. Best performance by an actor in a television series, drama, is Josh O'Connor, The Crown. Uh, they're cleaning up with that one, huh? Yeah, uh, The Crown, yeah. Best television series, drama, The Crown beat The Mandalorian. Wow. Wow. Ooh, that's going to piss off a lot of people. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture. Jodie Foster, I'm not going to try. <laughs> Jillian Anderson, The Crown, was wins best performance actress in a supporting role in a lead series. Fuck this. What the hell are these titles from now? Oh, my God. Uh, best performance by an actress in a limited series. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Uh, best television limited series, The Queen's Gambit. Chadwick Boseman, posthumous winner of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best perfect, best performance by an actor in a major motion picture drama. Well, that sucks that he's gone. That still sucks. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the idea that Killmonger is coming back? <clears throat> or the second, for the second movie? Of course. He's, he's too good. He has to. You know, I mean, honestly, I look at the Black Panthers list, and I'm like, who the hell are the other people that, that could be remotely interesting? Well, I mean, like, because Sudi becomes the Black Panther, and so does, uh, so, so does the head of the guard. She becomes the Black Panther, and so does Killmonger. Even Killmonger redeems himself and becomes a Black Panther for a little while. Well, because the Black Panther is a, tra- like, it's like a transferable role, yeah. It is a title, yeah. So I expected him to become the White Tiger, really. Oh, it, oh really? Mm. Well, if it, a Killmonger, anyway. 
That would be such a waste of Killmonger. Yeah, it would. What, 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 what's his name? The, 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 the uncle becomes the white tiger. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. That would be a waste on Killmonger, dude, because the white tiger sucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really, yeah. <laughs> sorry, dude. Like, I love the Black Panther. The comic books are are, are, are decent for, for like a good run in the middle. But the white pa- the white tiger was such a stupid fucking storyline. It really was, though. <laughs> we have the Black Panther, and he can do everything. He is super slow, super fast. We have the white tiger. What does he do? I hate him. Oh. We <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I, I hate this. But yeah, pretty much. Like, I hate him. Why? Because I do. Why? No, no. That's it. That's all you need. I hate him. I'm the only cat around here, big cat. <laughs> cat. That's such a stupid fucking storyline. And there was there was no reason. There was no reason. They couldn't even think of the reason in the comic books. They were like, why do you hate him? You are both from Wakanda. And he was just like, fuck him, that's why. Hey, no, 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 I, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, matter. doesn't matter where the fuck he's from, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Is he from Miami? Hate him. <laughs> Wakanda? Hate him. New York? Hate him. Russia? Fucking hate him. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I mean, holy shit, it was. Why? Because it's in the script. <laughs> God damn it. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of it because everybody loved the Black Panther, so there's just this one dude who has like no real beef with T'Challa. Huh? He needed an enemy at the time, bro. What do you want? He wasn't he wasn't even an enemy. He was just like a saboteur. Yeah. Okay, With hate know. in his heart. Yeah, because fuck that guy. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> Seriously, he gave me a hundred bucks. Fuck him. Bro, he made you breakfast. Fuck oh, that's him. really nice, actually. No, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. Why did you bring that up? I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I hate him. Yeah, it's pretty much like, I hate that motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Why? Why, DJ? Why did you bring that up? Because, like, I always thought, like, if they did bring back Killmonger, they might try to make him the White Tiger. <clears throat> I remember the White Tiger storyline's ass. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I keep going, Mustard. I can't. <laughs> uh, best motion picture? Borat. Ugh. Oh, God. Best performance by an actor? Sasha Cohen, Borat. Oh, God damn it. Best performance by actress? Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. I've heard that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> best motion picture? Nomadland. Oh, God. You gotta read that. Yeah. Drama, trauma. Come back to us. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh my god. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> Oh, 
Why do you hate the Black Panther? Because fuck him. <laughs> he exists. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my god. That was so bad. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine just sitting around the Marvel writing room? Like, what storyline are we going to give him? Anything we do or say is going to be looked at racially. So, uh, our ta- <laughs> our options well, are... Thing. <laughs> whole thing. Yeah, our options are uh, not much. <laughs> yeah, no, right? So, okay, we need to call this villain. We'll call him White Tiger. And what's his motivation? He hates the Black Panther. Why is that? Because fuck him. <laughs> you know, we're going with it. We're going with it. Bobby, get the pens. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to look at some of the best-reviewed movies of 2020. Birds of Prey came in at 8. Blood Quantum came in at 8. Color Out of Space came in at 8. Oh. Well. Hamilton came in at 8. Yeah. House also came in at 8. This was a really good one, though. Uh, The Hunt came in at 8. This is the one I want to see. Where everybody's like, oh my god, you're persecuting Trump supporters. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get on it. I'll get on it with... uh, with uh, <laughs> the, the hookup, yeah. Let me just write that down. Uh, God. Oh, God. The Invisible Man also came in at an eight. I agree. Oh, you know what? Here's something for you guys to laugh at me for. I had no fucking clue up until about a couple of weeks ago that the Brendan Fraser mummy was an attempt to reboot the Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. You didn't know that? I didn't, didn't know. know that? No. Bro, I even I knew that. I didn't know. I just <laughs> thought it was a I just thought it was a fun mummy movie. I did not know they were trying to reboot the MonsterVerse with those movies. You know <laughs> Well, you know, I'll let it slide. I mean, it's been years. And truth be told, like honestly, yeah, I'll let that slide cuz honestly because they could have. Because the mummy was was a success. Yeah. So it was. No, so yeah, I mean, I'll let it go because they could have done it, but they dropped the ball hard. So fuck them. Well, no, because then Van Helsing came out and they were just like, what? But fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know? Well, no, and here's why. Here's why it, it didn't click as a Universal Monster movie is because it, it had nothing to do with Universal Monsters. It didn't. It, it, it was a very standalone. It yeah. was so. Standalone, the characters were not any of the the characters in the original movies or the books. Like it, it, it had the only thing it literally shared was the the word the mummy. But nobody nobody wanted to like play along though. Well, apparently a lot of people did. And that's why they kept making these fucking that's why it went as long as it did was because they were trying to boot this universal monster universe. And nobody, nobody was taking the hook. Everybody was like, "Look how good the mummy's doing," and they're like, "Yeah, cool." And, you know, thing from the creature from the Black Lagoon. What the fuck about it? Are you gonna bring Ray, Ray O'Connell into it? We could. No, stop. Get help. <laughs> what? So I, I see he's gonna come waltzing through the door, bro. Don't tell me that's here. Hold on. If it's here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> to... Yeah, sit there. Get help. I'm Michael Jordan. 
Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> God, I love this thing. Anyways, uh, so yeah, yeah, you guys can make fun of me. Our view, our listeners can make fun of me all you want. I had no fucking idea. I didn't. You're know. like Danny, who like barely figured out that the guy in the song says Mortal Kombat. What did Danny think like, he said? He just thought it was random screaming. Well, no, that's what that, that that's what happens every time DJ like stubs his toe. He screams Mortal Kombat. That's where that fucking sample came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he literally, he legit didn't know it said Mortal Kombat. And that's how it happened. Like the producers were driving through El Paso, and DJ stubbed his toe. And then okay, but sudden, you're not. You're ignoring the fact that this man went 27 <laughs> years of life and not knowing that it says Mortal Kombat. I'm almost 40. I had no fucking clue about the the mummy. Like I don't. I I kind of can't hate. Yeah, the you're guy. in the same boat as Danny, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't hate the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. I had no clue. I had no clue. How the fuck did you not know that? Like for real? Like how did you? How, whatever. You know why? You know why? Because look at look at the look at the remake they did with Tom Cruise, right? They were literally shoving it in that this was the Mummy, the Curse of the Mummy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they were literally like, guys, pay attention. It's the Curse of the Mummy. The Mummy's <laughs> cursing people, guys. The Mummy's cursing people. Like back back then. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Cursing people, you motherfucker. The mummy. Bob, Bob, that's great. Can you let go off my neck? No, because the fucking mummy. Cursing people. Where's up, Cruz? Get me to the cruise right now. Hey. Oh my god! call him. Anyways, so like there was nothing in the there was nothing in the in the in the O'Connell in the O'Connell movies that was like that. There was nothing tying it into the Universal monsters. There was no mention of Dracula, no mention of the creature from the Black Lagoon, no Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. All the stuff. There that was, was mentions of like I think there was like little mentions of Dracula here and there. There wasn't. I've I know that series like the back of my fucking hand, dude. There was not. Like they, Don't talk, they talk about like, like like weird happenings across the world, you know? No, that's that's her books when the actress gets or the actor gets replaced and her books are are exaggerations of their uh their little their little adventures. Like yes, like uh the vampires vampires get mentioned in her books, not in their adventures. But yeah, no, like like so there wasn't and even then that was like the third or fourth movie. When they had a kid, uh, so there's no mention uh, of anything else, or no, there's no tie-in to the Universal uh, 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 monsters or anything else like that. So I never fucking knew, and it was just funny when, like, I, I was reading some article and it was just like, "Hey, remember when Brandon Fraser did a better Mummy movie than uh, Tom Cruise?" And I was like, "Wait, what? They're not the. It's not the. It's not the same. It's not." not the universal monster and then i started reading and i was like i'm a moron yeah yeah you are yeah yeah I mean, yeah it's kind of weird i mean you know it's the same name emotep no it's is it i don't think it is I'm gonna look it up look it up right quick but, yeah mustard look it up uh <laughs> what what am i looking up uh, the name, uh, of, the the, the name of the original, yeah, the original 30s mummy. 
and the re- and receive its emo tip. Uh, anyways, Jingle Jangle Christmas Journey, which is supposed to be really good, like really really good, got an eight. Lovebirds got an eight. Yeah, it is. Nineteen thirty-two. Wow. Emotep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I did not make the connection. Did not make the connection. Uh, this just looks like a bunch of eights, and I'm not really. It gonna, is. Yeah, I'm not even Tenet got an eight. Uh, I'm not really. They got lazy. They got lazy. That's fucking. Yeah, yeah, give us a How did Wonder Woman oh get God. the same? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, what? This list is bullshit. All right. Fuck it. Fuck you. Wonder Woman no. 1984 is not an eight. Fuck you. Moving That's on. A That's a fucking three. That's if a hard that. three. If that, dude. No. That's a hard fucking two. Jesus. Is there, is there something we can fucking play here? <laughs> Just, you know, fuck. Uh, all right. So. Guess who's back? This motherfucker hasn't shut up. Alright, so let's look into this, guys. Ray Fisher accuses DC Films executive of racially discriminatory conversations. The conflict okay. between Fisher... Yeah, I know. We already, we already went through this. Uh, that was the fresh one. Ray Fisher, and, uh, in, in a tweet posted Tuesday morning, Fisher accuses former DC Films co-president Jeff Johns and producers Tony Emmerich and John Berg of racially discriminatory conversation focused on his character of cyborg in Justice League. What? Interesting how this just brought up right when the uh, Snyder cuts is about is to coming. hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it comes to matters involving race, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt for those who may be ignorant of their own biases, Fisher wrote. Uh, but when you have the studio executives, particularly Jeff Johns, saying we can't have an angry black man at the center of the movie, and then those executives use their power to reduce and remove all black people from that movie, they are no longer entitled to any benefit associated with doubt. What? Nope. Nope. I'm I'm sorry, but everything this idiot has to say, just throw it out the window because he's not nope. willing to comply proper people no black people in that movie well that's something to check out for i just watched that movie there's a lot of black people in it oh apparently not according to fisher like there's extras there's him there's the guy that plays his dad there's what hey nope scrub clean hmm uh, oh, there's the, the tweets at the bottom. Let's see what he. Let's see what he. Uh, Tony Emmerich and Jeff Johns, WB, and co-president John Berg, were not ignorant of their biases. He continues, they understood full well that the racist rhetoric they chose to entertain in those meetings was offensive, discriminatory, unacceptable. Furthermore, they did, they dared not to speak those things to me or any black person associated with the film. So how the fuck do you know they said them? Maybe he bugged the place. What? How the <laughs> fuck do you know that they said these things if you if they were not directly spoken to you? Instead, they chose, yeah, I don't. Instead, they chose the cowardly route of gaslighting, completely with ex, complete with extremely problematic requests, such as asking me to play cyborg like Quasimodo and forcing a scene to be reshot so they could highlight the existence of cyborg's penis. 
Jesus Christ. I can't. I can't. I give up. Holy shit. It's a fucking essay. Fuck this guy. Um, I'm just... He he didn't hear this directly, and uh, he he's now claiming the existence of cyborg's penis, which DC really wants a cybernetic dick on what is supposed to be probably their billion dollar film. After the controversy that Watchmen went through. I'm... Hey, look, kids. He's still a man. I'm... I'm on a loss for fucking word. DJ, help me out here, dude. <laughs> what can I freaking say? Like, this guy, like... Like I said, I mean... I... As I said earlier, he's like, isn't this convenient he says all this right when the Snyder Cut hits? I mean... I mean, what's his endgame in all this? I mean, that's my question. Um, I, I, this, is, this is reaching Alex Jones level shit. You know what I mean? Almost, yeah. Fisher continued his posting that while Jeff Johns was not credited as co-writer on Whedon's reworking of Justice League, he was an enforcer of race-based discrimination during conversations with Emmerich and Berg that he was not witness to. Fuck this guy. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm fucking done with this guy. Warner Media, DC Films, dispute the allegations, citing a third-party investigation that found no misconduct and no interference from Hamada, whom Fisher has accused of protecting Johns. This lead Fisher, this led Fisher to state he would never participate in any project associated with Hamada in the future. Warner Media said the investigation resulted in remedial action, but failed to specify against who, because they can't punish when there's nothing to be punished. I guarantee you, like, the worst thing they fucking suffered was they got put through an HR meeting with a boring presentation. Yeah. And we said it earlier, it's like, look, I mean, it's like, you, you don't like the idea of them uh, uh, them hiring in a third-party investigation? Why don't you pay out of your own pocket and hire your own? <sighs> Zack Snyder confirmed that Cyborg's storyline had been reduced from when he left the project. Yes, we know that. And the reason was is because his fucking cat's problematic. Yep. Like. <clears throat> and thank goodness it has been. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just so fucking done with him. I'm done with him. I'm just like, dude, come up with something. Come up with some proof, something. Uh, th this is not victim blaming. Like, literally, you are reaching Alex level. Alex Jones levels of bullshit when you are claiming conversa conversations that you were not witness to, that you did not hear firsthand, 
and don't even know exists on any kind of media, paper, or recording that you know that they had these conversations? No, dude. No, 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 no. And all you're doing is damage by refusing to either let this shit go or putting this shit to bed by, by cooperating with an investigation. Get fucked, bro. Guys? Same. Get fucked, idiot. I'm curious what he. I'm curious what he's doing after all this. I mean, is anyone actually still hiring this guy? Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think so, dude. I wouldn't. I mean, I would not. I wouldn't touch this cat with a ten foot pole. And no, this isn't cancel culture. Working its fucking way into you know our way of thinking. This is a problematic actor making claims about things he never saw. So no, too dangerous for me. And the idea that they're writing the the whole cyborg storyline out of like future context is because of this dickhead fucking the part instead of letting somebody else be casted. Like, fuck you, bro. Anyways, speaking of cancel culture, and here's here's what I find hilarious: cancel culture had nothing to do with this. Dr. Seuss Enterprises is going to stop publishing six books containing hurtful depictions. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Books no one's ever really heard of. I think and, one of them was kind of big. Uh, I don't know. And the thing is, is that nobody asked for this. Nobody was calling out Dr. Seuss. Nobody said it was racist. Nobody did. His own company, his own estate was going through their catalog and went, um, this is a little problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hate this. I hate this bullshit that they're trying to chalk this up to cancel culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then again, it's an easy out. Well, it's uh, at this point, it's just that it's, everybody wants to throw cancel culture as a bandaid or, uh, or, or a reasoning, even though, has nothing to do with it this time. It's like literally the own company was like, maybe we shouldn't publish cartoons that depict African American people with giant lips and solid black skin. Just saying. Uh, the company, which is responsible for the publication and licensing of books written by Seuss, uh, will stop the production of the following books and see if you guys ever heard of these because I haven't. And I used to read Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Uh, and to think I, that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Guys, yes or no? No. No. If I ran the zoo. No. Nope. I have heard of that one, but I never read it. Mick Elligott's Pool. I think I've read that one. I think I heard the title of that one, but... Yeah, I've heard the title. On Beyond Zebra. Nope. Scrambled Eggs Super. I think I've read that one before. Nope. And the Cat's Quizzer. Never done read that one before. No, no. So Dr. Seuss Enterprises, working with a panel of experts, including educators, reviewed our catalog of titles and made the decision last year to cease publications and licensing of the six books. So once again, yeah, it's just... This is... Uh, this is uh, this is it. They, 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 their own company was like, eh, 
yeah, kind of got to stop that. Uh, these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. As noted in NPR's Code Switch column from a couple of years ago, some of Dr. Seuss's classic children's books contain depictions of Asian and black people. And to think I saw it on Mulberry Street features a Chinese character that is depicted with lions for eyes, carrying a bowl of rice and wearing a traditional Japanese style shoes. If I ran the zoo features a portrayal of two men from Africa wearing just grass skirts and carrying an exotic animal. And then? Um, no, that's not the end of it, dude. <laughs> There's just way more. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, there was, there was, this is, these are books that were written in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, I, 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 I'm not angry. I'm not angry. You know what I mean? You think he cared that people were different? He was a doctor. He wasn't a doctor. I know. Do you see that? Why 720p for a Switch Pro? Is... You see that right there? You see what I mean? Fuck you. <laughs> stop. Stop. It's everywhere, dude. So, considering when these books were written, the guy was born in like 1912. I mean, I, I, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Not excuse dead, man. And you know what? And, and that's just the thing. Like, I'm sorry. No. No, no, no. Warner Brothers is guilty of the same thing. They have depicted black people in the same way. They've so depicted... Huh? So is Disney. And so has Disney. So is Warner Brothers, Disney. All of the big ones were, 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 were subject to the propaganda. Yeah. Fucking Speedy Gonzalez, like really, bro? <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, oh, they tried. They're canceling Pepe Le Pew too for rape culture. Uh, Pepe is a little rapey. He is very rapey. And I, think that... <laughs> I don't. Uh... <laughs> that, that's that's one I, I kind of don't have a problem with. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's like visibly making people uncomfortable. Yeah, like that's it's a lot. Like like it was the humor at the time. But even then, like, it was, like, supposed to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? What do you think, what do you think DJ? Canceling Pepe? Yeah, I mean, I can see it in, in today's day and age. Well, but, no, uh, in, in your opinion, like, are you going to miss him? Are you going to defend him? Or do you think... I will miss him. I mean, I grew up with Pepe. I grew up with all the Merry Melodies. I'm really not going to miss him. <laughs> You know, even like I said, I mean, that's just me. It's a little too rapey. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm not even like there's there is no wokeness in this fucking podcast, especially not from mustard. And yeah, that that cartoon was severely problematic. Yeah, he forced himself upon another creature like that. That's a little weird. Yeah, very, yeah, that was a bit much. All right, anyways, moving, moving on. on though. Uh, I'm not pissed about this because honestly, they're fucking books I never heard of. And anybody that tries to cry foul, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. And you're trying to virtue signal. Go fuck yourself. Oh, now they're trying to cancel everything under the sun. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, yeah, who cares? On this one, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So. Borderlands movie continues to be casted. We do know that Eli Roth is directing. Kevin Hart is uh, playing... Roland, I don't see how, when Roland was a monster of a person. Kate Blanchett is going to be playing Siren. Jamie Lee Curtis and Jack Black are also in it. And now we have uh, Avengers Infinity War as Tiny Tina. Uh, 
Oh, I thought it was like Thanos. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought like the actor playing Thanos was tiny too. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Ariana Greenblatt. Who <laughs> was young Gamora? Dude, I mean, that was. <laughs> oh, right, her. Dude, like, come on. Dude, you can't tell me that Tommy wasn't fucking perfect. It's like, you know, this, is gonna be, this, is, this is who we're going to play Tiny Tina. Here, here comes a video of Thanos. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's it. That's it. You join you my stupidity with the mummy. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, she's been, she been working out, man. Like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fine. She ain't tiny no more. Yeah, this is fine. I'll dream them myself. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, God. So, Eli Roth's Borderland movie uh, adds Ariana Greenblatt, who played young uh, Gamora in Infinity War, and asked Thanos, what did it cost? Uh, She will play the young explosives expert, Tiny Tina. I like Thanos as a character. Uh, I loved him. We all love him as a character, especially us old schoolers. Absolutely. Um, yes, you're part of the old schoolers, Mustard, before you say shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meek. Uh, <laughs> she's a spectacular new talent. I like to be included in things. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> she's already worked with many of my close collaborators, and she blows all away with her audition, and I cannot wait to see her bring the wild, insane, and unpredictable Tiny Tina to the big screen. Here's the problem. Here's the thing that's going to hurt, though. Um, Kevin Hart? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that does hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 this is going to be a test of her acting chops when Roland dies. Spoilers. Oh, please. We're on Borderlands 4, 3, 4? What? 3. three. Fourth game, but three in the uh, chronological. Yeah, he, he died in the second game. If you haven't caught the fuck up, I'm sorry, but you know, Warriors. shut up. Um, Lilith takes it hard, but Tiny Tina takes it the hardest. Yeah, whole expansion was based around that. Yeah, the third one was kind of dumb though, with all the whole Lilith story and all that. The third one made no sense. It's shit on its own fucking lore, which is what pissed me off in the end. Uh, yes. Blanchett is cast as Lilith. Hart will play Roland. Curtis. Oh, t- Jamie Lee Curtis is Tannis. Jamie Lee Curtis is Dr. Tannis. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's sick. That's actually sick. That's fucking epic. Yes. Uh, Jack yeah. Black will voice Claptrap. Oh. I thought he was going to play the one guy, the guy who tells the story. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember his fucking name right now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. I thought that's what he was going to play. But okay, uh, I'm a okay. I'm a little curious. I'm so happy. Jamie Lee Curtis is playing Tannis, dude. That that makes me happy. All right, so <laughs> that's epic. I mean, like aside from aside from Kevin Hart, everything. Like yeah, everything seems to be lining up really well. Yeah. I mean, even the, okay. Look, and I know you guys are gonna like you know roll your eyes or whatever, but Do guys, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, Kevin Hart has actually adapted to acting very fucking well. 
and like cinema and all that. Like, I know, I know, we got introduced to him as like a chucklehead fucking comedian, and everybody just got memes out of like. But, but you know, you know, have you guys seen the Jumanji in the next level? Have you guys seen it? Uh, I've, 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 he's been in, he's been in acting about the same amount oh, of time he's been hold in on, comedy. Hold on, so he he actually directed and animated like a lot of the second movie himself and like i didn't know this and i was like extremely surprised to know that because he was talking in an interview that i remember i told you guys at the beginning i was i've been watching a bunch of celebrity shit and he was talking to jack Septicai about like you know pixel densolation and like fr- frames and all that and like like and like so basically just cinematography stuff and he's actually pretty fucking like you know litty uh well yeah well that's what i was trying to say is that he's been he's been in acting almost about as long about the same amount of time he's been uh in comedy it's yeah. just that uh he was more more no, well more well known for his comedy than he was for acting and he, lately he's been i don't know if he's been trying to turn that around because he's made friends with like the rock or you know he's trying to find a career after comedy gets uh political corrected to, to hell I think he's comfortable in in acting. Actually, he, uh, he seems at least. I will say that yes, I I have seen both Jumanji movies. Uh, yes, uh, I did see the one he did with uh, Walter White. What's his name? Brian Cranston. Uh, yeah, he he he's a good actor, and I and I hate saying that. I, I really do because I, I but I will always give credit where credit is due. He's a good actor. He really is. Yeah, he is. My problem with it is that Roland is a six foot seven mercenary. No, I know, I know. know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Roland was my favorite character from the first game. We'll uh, we'll see what happens though. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at it too cynically. (laughs) That's difficult. (laughs) We're cynical fucks, you and I. Well, you know, you know the ostrich scene. He he did that. Like that was Kevin Hart. Like he directed it, animated it, did everything for the whole thing. Yeah, I know. That's pretty lit, huh? That was a pretty good scene. Like I said, like I, I really, I, I, I have no issue with the guy as an actor. I have issue with the, the size of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Like I know, yeah. the, I know the dude can hit notes. Like with that that movie with Brian Cranston, I can't remember what the fuck the name of it is. Uh, he hit some serious notes. Like yeah, there was there was some real shit there, and even with Jumanji and uh, the 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 some of the recitals of the lines from the first movie when they were talking about Alan Parsons' house, like there is talent there. The fucking the old man in the second movie, dude. The way he plays him <laughs> is just so perfect, dude. Look at your thighs. Look at your. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ostrich. <laughs> How'd you know that? <laughs> um. DJ, chime in. Uh, I see both sides. No, no, no. I am fucking finished. Jesus. I see both sides, bitch. (laughs) 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 No, um, no, no. I see Kevin Hart uh, acting chop, and he is very good. Like, Drew Tony's, he's kind of underrated as an actor. He is. You know, because, you know, most people see it at the forefront of his comedy, but I'm willing to give him a shot. It's just that he's really going to have to pull off because Roland is, he's a big motherfucker. So, 
I really hope uh, Kevin Hart can actually, like, you know, pull that off. I mean, if he can't pull off the size, hopefully he can at least pull off the attitude. Yeah, that stoic you know? fuck you nature. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I- I'm willing to wait. You know, like, you know, like, you know, too many times people uh, underestimate actors. I mean, I mean, after all, I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I just tried to like, oh, he's not the right size considering uh, you look at Anne Rice and Tom Cruise and Lestat. <laughs> you, you know, her whole thing is like, oh, he's not tall enough. You know what? Fuck you, lady. You know, Tom Cruise nailed that role. Made that role. Yeah, look at Danny DeVito and uh, Bully, I think it was. Bully? Bully? Yeah, or what, what was the movie he did where he was like a stepdad to a bunch of kids and he was a dick? <clears throat> Danny DeVito, and like they had to make him look tall. Uh, like, kids were, like taller than him. I don't know. Did I don't you? remember, but they, they did yeah, some cinematic know. tricks and it was pretty good. Well, look at, look at also look at Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman isn't fucking Wolverine size. <laughs> no, Hugh Jackman is six foot three. Yeah, so like they had to like really work on that. <laughs> I think uh, they gave they up. Really did too. I think I think they gave up eventually. They was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> they gave yeah, up like, around the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like honestly, it's, it's one of the reasons why I actually uh, appreciate the first movie a lot because they did a lot of work to try to make Hugh Jack look like he was like five foot six or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the camera angles that they used. Uh, especially when it came to stuff like uh, when he's talking to Storm, most most notably when he's talking to Storm in the mansion, and he's looking at her at eye level, and she's kind of looking down at him, like it's enough to imply how uh, how short he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, like just little things like that. So, so yeah, no, I mean, I am going to give Kevin Hart a shot. I mean, it's just so weird, but I'll give him a shot. <clears throat> you know, been proven wrong before. So yeah. Oh yeah, like like I said, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I guess. I guess the word is the the word I'm looking for is trepidatious. You know what I mean? Like I'm. I'm cautious going forward. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel it. All right then. Well, that's that's the end of that. So yeah, let's go ahead and dead that and move on. So we uh, there was a gentleman on TikTok who is very proud of a song and. Uh, his name's Aaron. I gotta hear Aaron Moore off of TikTok, and uh, I'm gonna include his link in the, in the description here. Uh, he put it out, and he wanted a whole lot of people to give it about it, as much coverage as possible, including me, because he you knew I had a podcast, and I kind of got permission for him from him to do it. I don't boy, I know I'm pretty sure I, I asked him to review it. Whatever, we got permission from him, and the song is called "Baptized in Dirt." And uh, I, I, you, both you guys gave it a listen, correct? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So I'm just gonna play a little bit, skip around a little bit, so that our audience knows what it's kind. Of, it's 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 like a hardcore metal. I can't say deathcore because it's not.
I want to kind of get to the hook. Hold on. gonna skip for it a little bit here because like honestly like <clears throat> there it is yeah So we'll pause it there and we'll, we'll just go ahead and start talking about it. DJ goes next. Mustard, go ahead, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, I feel that the song is extremely monotone. Um, it's It's got the same feel throughout the whole song. The breakdown comes in way too late uh the guitars are monotone and in the background then they don't change at all the riff the riffs change but the tone and the like um independency of the instrument does not change whatsoever and like i don't like that it's the guitar is supposed to i mean i'm not saying it's supposed to do anything but i'm just giving my thoughts i guess yeah no no go ahead dude you literally you're the out of the three of us you're the only one with an actual selling record like i've been a producer on one i've done vocals and guitars on one so is dj you're the only one with literally your name as a band so I'm like, the guy. Tell, yeah you're the you're the guy here you're, you're the literal international <laughs> recording artist fucking go bro yeah, well, I just I just feel like it's really badly mixed, and the song is very monotonal, and it, it's a it's a long walk for a small drink of water at the breakdown point. <laughs> but but I do have positive notes. I I think that the message of the song and the, the the dynamics between the vocals and and attitudes of the two different characters, I like that. I like the creativity and the artistry in that aspect because that's cool. You know, um, it's a really like creative concept in the song. Like a lot of people would think about, not a lot of people would think of doing that. But, but in terms of yeah, in terms of like musical performance, it's tight. It's very tight, but it's just um, really tight. It's uh, it's it's just monotone and it's very drony. Like it's just uh, I don't want to use the word boring because it's not boring. It's just uh, um, monotone. Pre it's yeah. predictable. Predictable is the word yeah, you want to yeah, look for. Typical, typical, and predictable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's about it for me. All right, you, now here's a funny here's a funny thing. <laughs> Out of all three of us, the one that likes deathcore and death metal the most is fucking DJ. He, DJ's the one that introduced me to Cradle of Filth. 
and black uh, yes. and black forest and and who was that who was that swedish one you introduced me to dude which one fuck yeah you're right you're right uh dj please go ahead uh as a fan of this type of music it is tight but uh mustard is right it it does seem to take a a while for it to really get going I think, and I think that's because it's trying to rely on the story uh, he's telling. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but but like you know, if, if you're like a like just a typical metalhead, you, you will like it. If you're looking for like a little, little bit more, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a while to get going, but once it get going, you know, you you can get into it. Um, definitely have to be in a certain mood though for this type of stuff, because mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> You know, because a lot of times, see, see, this type of metal, it's fun, but it's also tricky because you know, because uh, Mustard mentioned it, it can be typical. You know, you and Mustard, it can be typical, and it's really hard to stand out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and uh, it's because a lot of times it sounds like it can sound like white noise. Yeah, definitely. You know, so. <laughs> fucking, fucking definitely. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so uh yeah, I mean I feel I feel his his ambition. Uh he needs to fine tune it a bit. Like, you know, fine tune his style a bit. But uh he can break through, but for right now he needs to uh you know, practice, like things practice your mixing. Yeah, exactly, you know, because right now he's like you know, band, he he's like band C. You know, so what's the difference between yeah, 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 and, yeah, 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 between yeah. him and band A and B? So, yeah. you know, but I, like I said, I, I feel his ambition. I know he, he wants to grow. He has it. I can feel it. He just needs that little oomph. You know, make you know, mix it up. You know, get help. Get help if you if if you need to. Do not be afraid to ask for help. You know, well, or reach you know, out to or, reach out to us. Like it, it's like yeah. seriously, reach out to us. We 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 love we love working in music. Mustard needs a music project right now, and DJ's been a producer on more fucking things than he's been in porn, and that's a lot. You know, so you have the foundation, just make it your own. So, but but overall, the songs you know the songs all right. You know the song you know the song's pretty good. Just yeah, just need some fine tuning. And lastly, uh, once again, this is Aaron Moore, Baptized in Dirt. It's on everywhere. It's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, so on and so forth, Google Play, and on YouTube, which is where we're checking it out right now. Uh, I do love the idea that there is a story being told, and that might be do that might be the length of the song, is because he had so much lyrics to go through, uh, and that 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 kind of. If like it, it hurt, hurt, helping or hurting, helping or hurting, yeah. I'm I'm going to say on this one, it hurt a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, it ran for me just a little bit too long. Yeah, like just a little bit too long. Like had had the song been a minute shorter, I'd say like like dare a minute twenty shorter, it would have been uh much more interesting. Would have been a, a much more uh receivable. But uh, moving on from there. The guitar itself, and that's where kind of I come in. I'm the one who taught mustard, and I'm the one who you know played guitar the most here. Uh, the guitar is bland, and that's the problem. That's my biggest problem with this. Uh, the bass hits 
are, are from the guitar are getting strengthened by the drums. And that's also kind of lending to why the beat itself kind of seems messy, but it's not. It's not messy at all, but it Needs seems messy. Uh, yeah. There's almost no bass. So the, the sound dries up a lot. Uh, I hear the, I hear the tributes though. Cause I know this guy is around mustard's age, might be a little bit older, might be almost 30, I think, but I hear the tributes to cradle of filth. I heard the corn tributes. I heard slipknot. I heard Metallica, Pantera. I even heard a little bit of dirt in there. Uh, and that's all really cool because the idea is that, you know, a, a lot of these bands, you're not able to really hear the, hear the lyrics and I like the idea that with him, we can understand the lyrics. I really mm -hmm. did like that a lot. Um, <clears throat> without bass and without keeping that bass drum steady instead of on the guitar, it's very dry. It's a little yeah, bit too dry. Yeah, a few bands that can do that. Uh, yeah. bass, that, that guitar drums thing. There's only a few bands that can pull that off successfully. Fucking... Uh, Definitely in metal, it's not a thing. No, it's no. not a thing in metal, and it's not very good yeah. in metal. Green Day does it. Green Day does it very well. Zeppelin, I was going to say, does it more. Zeppelin does it too. Uh, and for me, the guitars were in the wrong key for this. For me, yeah, they were that's too high. Thing. It sounds like a Papa Roach, Papa Roach song. <laughs> it does kind of like a Papa Roach song. I was yeah. expecting that fuck to come in any second. Um, now, here's the thing. is that I like it. Am I going to bump this? Does it make my list? No. I like this, though. Like, if... if uh, the, the the thing that kind of rubbed me the most, and I kind of took me out of it, was the vocals. The vocals are fried. It's too forward. No, too the, the, too the, forward. the vocals are fried. In other words, the screaming, that distortion, is kind of forced, rather than a natural distortion a la Wayne Static. But I, but I think you hear that, but I think you hear that because they're too forward. Well, it might be. It might be because yeah, it's too... Push it, if you just push it a little bit back, you won't hear that strain as much. Yeah, and for me, you know, like that, that little breakdown right here where it happened... Uh... Like there he has a chorus on it, right? So even there he has a chorus on it, but... Let's see. So I'll wait for it, wait for it. Right here. You hear that? Yeah, it's 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 not a growl like uh, it's it's fried and I don't like that kind of vocals. It doesn't sit well with me as a vocalist. Like, just, uh, yeah, I think it needs work. So the the mixing needs work. That's all it is, really. The the mixing might need work. Like he made, he could have he could have hid that, but that was so center and it was on the drop yeah. that you have yeah. no choice but to focus on that fried vocals. And yeah. I understand that the school <clears throat> the school of singing has progressed beyond tearing your fucking throat up, like Jonathan Davis, like Corey Taylor. Like even fucking uh, Fred Durst. Like I understand the school of singing has progressed to that. However, I think it's a step backwards because to me it sounds, uh, it sounds manufactured. It sounds fake. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, just 
music like this and nowadays uh, it's hard to it's hard to do anything that doesn't sound like this or doesn't sound like that you know what i mean like well no 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 i'm just talking strictly about the vocal style that fried style versus like a natural yeah, yeah, scream yeah. or growl <clears throat> yeah i'll tell you i don't know but uh, in, the, in the end good, in the good end, for a good for a one-man project good good yeah job, and then and yeah, and that's what we—that's what Monster and I were kind of talking about before the show. Maybe because it is a one-man project, the voice is monotone because it's just one guy. Maybe if you got some more creative voices in there, it could diversify it and uh, change it up. But all in all, I'm going to say this is good, and I, I agree with DJ. You have a very rock-solid foundation, and it's time to start building off of that. Yeah, uh, and we wish you the best of fucking luck going forward. And we uh, we will be happy to listen and put our input on any project <clears throat> you want to send our way. Uh, once again, that was Alan Moore baptized in dirt. I'm gonna have the I'm gonna have it uh, in the description of this episode if you want to check it out. And I suggest it's you better, do. It's better than the fucking affliction shirt shit we were listening to the other week or a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh god, yeah, the plague doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or whatever that. that was. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the fucking. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> sorry, he got mad at us. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't he get mad. mad. He didn't get mad. He was just like, ah, damn, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult arena to play in with us because yeah, because uh, that shit sounded like white dudes that own the bar music. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sounded like that episode of How I Met Your Mother. You know, and we're in yeah. the end. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Anyways. Ooh. God damn it, mustard fucker. Um, what? <laughs> fucking just. just. <laughs> so, <laughs> reggae icon, Bunny Whaler, founding member of the Whalers is now passed away at the age of 73. Uh, his, ma their, his manager, Maxine Stowe, confirmed his death. That sucks. Mustard, go ahead, man. Bunny Whaler. Well, you already read that. Okay, he, uh, Bun Maxine Stowe confirmed that Whaler died on Tuesday at the Medical Associates Hospital in Kingston, Jamaica. No cause of death was given, but Whaler had been in and out of the hospital since suffering his second stroke in 2020. Ziggy Marley said that Bunny Jabi Whaler's body has left us, but he knows just as we know that his legacy music and spirit will never die. His contribution to our music, not only as a member of the Whalers, but as a solo artist, has been has been been an enormous influence to me personally and okay, to many more see. around the world. Pass it on. Um DJ, you're a, you're a big Whalers fan, aren't you? Love the typo there. I know. I like some of their music. I mean, you know, I'm not like the you know the biggest Wheelers fan around, but I do have an appreciation for their music. Because I remember you you sent me some of their stuff. Yeah. So let's, let's just take a quick listen here because I love reggae. Yeah, sounds like reggae. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Reggae reminds me of my friend Alex who passed away. Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, it's okay. He, he was like, he was a fucking phenomenal bassist. And he was a reggae bassist. It was just so good. He was amazing. At it. Yeah, 
You know, like, when you listen to fucking reggae music, now you get why, uh, uh, the Omega Man. What was that movie with Will Smith? Which one? Uh, he's the last man on Earth. Oh, oh. Uh, I am legend. I am legend. Now, when you listen to reggae music, now you get why that motherfucker could hold on to hope for 20 years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful music. It is, though. It is, though. Like, it really is, dude. Music just reminds me of a good fucking time. Like, I don't... Every time I listen to fucking... Every time I listen to reggae, I feel like some kind of poser. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, because you smoke weed, bitch. Because I feel like some kind of douchebag white guy in his 20s that just learned about... You know, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I have black friends, Bob Marley. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Is that, is that what you mean, though? Yes, dude. That's exactly what I feel like. That's yeah, what, wow, I feel yo, so I, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know all about reggae. Bob Marley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Never let it be said we're not a fucking racist podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're... Oh, God. God. <laughs> I, <laughs> Jesus fuck. Hold on. God damn it. What was the what was the Lonely Island one? You know which one I mean? Which one? The Lonely Island Jamaican uh, reggae song. <laughs> where oh. Literally, where he's literally uh, making fun of it, you know? Yeah, I forgot what it was called. I hated that song though. <laughs> We're gonna look so at stupid. it in the post show. Uh God damn it, dude. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> Cause I wanna enjoy it so bad. But if I put it on, I'm like, God, I'm a fraud. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from that. Yeah, thank it's, you. Like, it's like claiming you have a jazz collection. And you need to put on DJ De- DJ Jazzy's Jeff. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's he's jazz, right, guys? He's a jazzy Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, has jazz in the name, so obviously, right there. <sighs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry. They had black friends. <laughs> he already tell you, yo, Bob, get over here. Fucking Mustard. Yeah, Cohen. Bob Marley. Yeah, I love Outcast. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, no. Mustard, we can Jamie Spears' lawyer defends Britney Spears' <laughs> controversial Jesus Christ. <laughs> God fucking damn. <laughs> I think he's gone, folks. Nah, it's because he doesn't smoke weed. That's going to change here in a bit, though. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Go on. Um, the lawyer for Britney Spears' father, Jamie, defended his controversial over his daughters in, in a series of interviews this week after renewed calls to hashtag Free Britney following the release of the Framing Britney Spears documentary. 
Over the past week, Jamie Spears' lawyer, Vivian Lee Thorian, speaking on behalf of her client, to re- reiterate that Jamie only has his daughter's best interests in mind and that it is hopefully one day his daughter would not require the legal arrangement that has put him in charge of her estate since 2008. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> Documentary? Jamie would love nothing more than to see Brittany not need a contravatorship. Whether or not this is an end to the contravatorship really depends on Brittany. If she wants her to end her... Con- wow, dude, I can't say that word. She can file a petition to end it. Huh. Okay, conservatorship. Okay. In 13 years, Brittany has not filed... Yes, she has. Yes, she has. She's filed several petitions. That is factually incorrect. <sighs> God, my lungs burn. So is that why you feel like a? Is that why you feel like a poser? A little bit. That's part of it. I'm not gonna lie. That's part of it. Yeah. It's because you don't know what it's like to be stoned and listen to a good reggae song. Yeah. Like that's it's gonna great. have to be like what I, I'm gonna have to listen to. Like everything's gonna be all right. Like that's. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Cause Dude, I mean, I'm even smoking. Even I do it. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Like, it's, it's, it's requisite now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <sighs> so the thing is, is that this has gone on way too much, and honestly, there's been two documentaries made about this, and like uh, a lot of people say that her father is a piece of shit, has been mooching off of her for fucking years since she was a teenager, has tried to get sole custody of her son. Uh, like this has gone really weird, and she, she even had a headlining gig in Vegas for a, for a while. That uh, he fucked up. So uh, there there is two documentaries out. One of them is called Framing Britney, and a lot of people are talking about it. The thing is, and here's the worst part: is I don't care. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of people do. <clears throat> I mean, I feel for Brittany. I really do. Like, if all of this is true, if all of this is is, is that her her father is a horrible, horrible piece of shit, and uh, is controlling her and is, is 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 subjugating her, I hate it, and I hate it for her, and I hope that she gets justice, and I hope she's okay. But in all reality, I just this is just not something I care about. It's not something I'm going to think about often, and I hate documentaries now. So I'm not gonna watch that either. What about you guys? Yeah, same. I really don't give a fuck. So, <clears throat> like, whether or not, um, because like, if all the if everything's true, she's a dumbass piece of shit, and so is her dad. So they don't neither of them deserve the money. If I'm being honest, but whatever. DJ. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, truth be told, this is the first time I heard about Brittany and. Holy shit, maybe a decade. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and dead that start wrapping this bitch up. Oh, God. All right, so... Oops, hold on. DJ, we got we got a little backing music for you here. Go ahead. Tell hey, them about folks. the Patreon. Hey, folks, do you want to give VTN, VTN money? You know, just having like that little uh, greenback just laying around the couch somewhere. Well, don't you worry. You can put it to good use by by supporting our Patreon at at patreon.com forward slash VT Network. We will make sure to put that money to good use in order to feed ourselves and live for another week. 
But of course, you won't get something for nothing. We do have your back. For just $1 per month, you'll have the name of your choosing the credits of every episode. That is right. If you want to be a producer legally, put that on your resume or whatever. You know, say, I am, I am, I am a producer. Just $1 per month. You can do that legally. But that's not enough to float your boat. For just $3 per month, you'll be upgraded to the UAV tier, which you'll have the previous perk. As well as access to the poster that happens every Wednesday, as well as access to a minute with DJ Story Moi. But, but of course, if that is not enough, that you just absolutely have to just give us all your money, you can do that. But just five dollars will be plenty enough to upgrade you to the airstrike tier, to which you'll have access to the previous perks as well as to the monthly rewrote. We hope you all enjoyed that last one. That abomination, but, but 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 whatever, whatever you know, like you know, it's all good here. It's all good here. I'm gonna kill dead man later, but whatever, it's all good here. <laughs> as well as you'll have uh, your name read right out loud at the end of every episode. Next gonna, month's movie roast is gonna be a good one though. Yeah, yeah, it can't be worse. Can be. Yes, it can be. Yeah. Oh, you can watch Battlestar Earth again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No! <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a sticker. Uh, you'll get a sticker each month and a giveaway every three months. Please remember, even if it's just one dollar, that is one dollar greatly appreciated. But we will take all your money if you're so willing to give. That's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Sick. All right, mustard. I kind of like that. I kind of like the backing tune there. I liked it too. Yeah, it was kind of cool, right? Mustard, yeah. tell them about the socials. What do you want? What do you want? Give me the. You know what I want. Give me the <laughs> esports. Yeah. All right. So, Twitter, VT Network number two. Fuck yeah, dude. Instagram, VT Network number two. Email, G. Hold on, hold on. That was uh, it's that so was good. a major it's not fail. A fail. That was, was a jam- major. Jamming. All right, play it again. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> email. We got VT Network eighty four at gmail.com I do stream on Twitch. I am going to be getting back into that soon. Um, twitch.tv forward slash Colonel Mustard, that first L being an I. <laughs> yeah, we do. So interact with us. Come come, give us suggestions. Tell us whatever you want. VT Network number two on most social media sites. We are looking into starting a website, so be on the lookout for that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that was fucked. That's so good, dude. That music is so good. <laughs> Do the uh, Wii Shop. Do the Wii Shop one. The Wii Shop. The, the uh, well, one. no, that was uh, that was DJs. No, no. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah, that was DJs. Which one's the? That's the oh, one. that's the me channel. The me channel. That's Do the that one, one I'm about to fucking hit because we have okay. merch in case you want to come by. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got 
10 designs to choose from. And that is including our 70s funk logo, the Stranger VTN socks, our logo drawstring string bag, and our Christmas shirt, in case you want to get that bitch early. Uh, everything comes in so many different categories. I can't even think, I can't even name them all, including blankets in case you want to sleep with us. And that's right, I said it. And of course, we have pillows. And I have to say pillows, or DJ tases mustard when he's trying to jog. I jog? That's why I said <laughs> trying, and that's why I always fail to mention pillows. Next time I'll be in medium settings. <laughs> Anyways, go to vtnetwork.redbubble.com to check out everything. And yes, we are working on a website, just so you guys can come by and uh, uh, check out everything that's happening. <laughs> I'm really liking this dude board. I really oh, am. So fucking song is so good, dude. So with all that said and done, like, though, there was a local band that used to play this shit on stage sometimes. <laughs> they were like setting up. That's neat. Uh, with all that said and done, though, once again, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. I want to thank, <laughs> I want to thank Paul Schroyer and the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. I want to thank all of our patrons this month. Uh, which I should have had the list open earlier, but I fucked it. <sighs> yeah, I fucked it. But I want to thank Lofus, hi baby, the Grave Robber, the Raging Caucasian Cheyenne Carroll, Anthony, Sherry Finks, and Mr. Black Lung himself. You guys should have your stickers by now. If you don't, please let me know. There's this fucking place that I'm getting the stickers from might just get fired and replaced. So thank you all for interacting with us, and thank you all for stopping by and listening. Uh, once again, that was Alan Moore, Baptized in Dirt, in case you want to check out the track. And uh, with all that said and done, we're going to head to the fucking post-show to the uh, theme song of Russia. <laughs> fucking kidding. Say goodnight, DJ. Goodnight, DJ.